again! Welcome back to the Spirit of South Park podcast. I'm your host, Drew, joined as always by my co-pilot on this magic carpet ride, Matt. How you doing today, Matt? What a wonderful introduction. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> I hope you're I, doing well. I'm doing well. I had to I had to switch it up there a little bit. Um, that's a that's a line out of uh, a night at the Roxbury. If you've ever seen that, um, I, I have not. It probably was close to before you were born. It was either '97, '98 that it came out. Um, <clears throat> but I thought of that earlier today, and I figured I'd drop that on you here. Um, it's been. Probably a couple weeks, maybe 10 days since we recorded last. Uh, what have you been up to over the last uh, 10 days or so? Oh, 10 days. That's a long time for uh, for my memory. Um, <laughs> not, I mean, just working. Um, trying to think if there was anything really spectacular. Not really. Um, you had one really shitty thing that happened to you. Oh, yeah. I did get stung, <laughs> by, uh, stung by wasps four times and... Uh, Still currently healing from that a week later. Um, they still itch like hell every every night, every day. Uh, I've gotten about three different prescriptions now to uh, get rid of them. They're treating me for, like, skin infections and stuff. So, yeah, that's been a fun time. But, yeah. <laughs> As you're sitting there like, what have I done? I'm like, oh, come on, you've done something. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, that sounds terrible. Um, when you first texted me and told me you'd been attacked by wasps, all I could think of was... Uh, the movie Tommy Boy. I'm sure you've seen that. Yes. Oh yeah, I, I've seen that one. Oh, that's okay. For sure. <laughs> you you paused. You had me concerned. But when uh, <laughs> uh, they're driving drunk and they they all run out of the the car, bees, bees, they're everywhere. Yep, um, yep. yep. <clears throat> that was just a mental image I had. But uh, um, so yeah, I'm glad uh, glad you're hopefully getting over that and things are getting a little bit a little bit better there. Um, Slowly there but surely. That's, that's all you can ask. Um, I've not been up to too much. I'm getting ready to go back to uh, work at my main job here in the next couple of days. And so I've kind of been working around the house trying to get all the dishes done. And I don't have a dishwasher yet, so I'm still trying to do all that by hand and enjoy the time I have with the kids and get stuff set up for, for work. So um, that'll change things a little bit, but we'll get, get back to, a, you know, maybe a little bit of normalcy after all the COVID stuff. Um, all I know is that, uh, no dishwasher sounds terrible. Oh, it's, it's the worst. (laughs) I'm (laughs) jealous of everyone I see that has a dishwasher. Like, uh, my cousin, I visited him a couple weeks ago and he just built this beautiful brand new house. And that's the first thing I noticed. I walked in the kitchen and was like the dishwasher. I'm like, damn it. I want a dishwasher. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Oh, the luxury. (laughs) I am the dishwasher. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Woe is me. Um, but uh, we knew what we were getting when we got the house, and that's okay. So uh, enough about about me. Let's talk a little bit about any uh, announcements we have. And the only thing I put in here for our show is uh, just an audience update, because I think you and I are both a little stunned about how things are looking at this point in time. Yes, uh, very stunned, very thankful, grateful, appreciative, all of those things. Yeah, um, we are now up over 400 total plays. I believe last I looked, we were sitting around 402, um, which like three or four days ago, we were at like 360, because I think I said to you or someone else, might have been 
Rufio even, and like, it'd be really cool if we could get to 400 by the next time we record. So, I mean, that's that's 10 episodes. That's like 40 listens an episode, and I don't know 40 people who listen to this, so I think that's pretty cool. It is cool, and it's like we're uh, we're finally starting to see it. Like, we're reaching a point where it's like we... It's almost. It almost feels like we kind of like increase the number of uh, people that like tune in or listen every time we record, and it's just starting to. I'm really starting to enjoy kind of the growth that we're starting to see, and yeah, and uh, I'm just really enjoying it and having a great time with it. Definitely, and that's the thing is, you know, at the core of this, we want to make sure that we don't feel stressed by it. We want to make sure we have fun and that we're putting out something that we can be proud of. And part of us having fun with that is we've put almost no work into the growth. <laughs> we have a Twitter account. We'll tweet some stuff out. Maybe we, we interact with some people. We've gone on Reddit a few times and tried to interact with people there, but that's not necessarily my comfort zone. But it's just kind of picking up on its own. And um, I think that just kind of fuels us a little more to, to keep going with it and, and uh, doing the best we can with this. So, Yeah, and I think the the whole thing is like we, we obviously had – really no expectations when we started this it was just like Zero. oh let's let's do this it'll be fun it's something to do with our time it's it's something that we we kind of are both in, enjoying um one of the many things that we both enjoy <laughs> um right and so it's just like we, we went into it and we're just like yeah let's have a good time let's let's talk about a tv show um and now it's just like we're, we're seeing how many people like get involved and and try and talk to us on twitter um, and it's just, I mean, it's just turned into something that I'm really having a blast with and, and obviously having a blast with you, um, as a friend and, and as a co-host now. And it's just, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's already become more than I thought it would. Um, you know, still in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, data, data. I want to see where all these episodes score. But at the same time, it's like, this is a chance for you and I to sit down and have a conversation, and we've been able to, to bring our friends into it. Also, as you've noticed, we don't have a guest today. It's actually just me and Matt again, which is uh, uh, just a different feel, but, you know, we enjoy having our guests, too. Um, we actually have another one lined up for a couple episodes down the line, but uh, um, it's it's been awesome, and I hope we continue to grow, and I hope we you know still continue to find time to do this because it's been, uh, been more than I ever anticipated. Oh, so. absolutely. Um. Once again, thanks everybody for listening and helping us grow. If you have a friend who enjoys South Park and enjoys listening to two uh, two dudes with about 11-year age gap talk about an old TV show, I mean, this is the place <laughs> to be. Um, moving on, uh, listener comments. Matt, did anybody anybody have anything for you this week? Um, Not me specifically, um, but we've got, what, four people who scored it? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we had four people... Uh, score along with us here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that when we get down to the loose ends here with uh, the rest of that material. I, I did have one comment I wanted okay. to share. Um, my my cousin, the same one I was just talking about, who I visited a couple weeks ago, um, he texted me out of the blue. Uh, I was within the last three or four days, and I, he was listening to the show, and he goes, "Now I." With, with this song I haven't heard in at least 10 years, referring to Kyle's Mom's a Bitch, he goes, now I have it stuck in my head all day long, and I still remember it word for word, and I haven't heard it in at least 10 years, you know, because uh, he doesn't watch along or anything like that. He just listens, and um, and I just thought that was funny because, you know, that's that's the way a lot of this stuff is. It gets stuck in your head, and it stays there for years and years and you remember word for word it's it's funny <laughs> well uh i'm glad we could uh, fill your day with entertainment and an annoying <laughs> song <laughs> right um 
I think my reply to him was my biggest regret in life is that I've never known anybody named Kyle whose mom was a bitch because that would just be so much fun. Um, anyway, uh, let's get to our loose ends here and finish up anything we had left over from episode 1.9, which was Mr. Hankey, the Christmas Pooh. Uh, anything else you want to say about that episode before we sign off on it, Matt? I don't believe so. I think I said uh, there's all to say last episode. Okay. Um, so with the last episode, we set a record for play-along scores. Uh, this time we had four. Um, we had Rufio on the show, as, as you guys remember, and he came in with a 37.4. Our good buddy West, and Wes, not West, uh, Wes, <laughs> our previous guest, that's how the T came in there, uh, came in with a 35.2, which if you think of Wes and uh, how hard of a score he is. That's, I think, the highest score he's ever given, or close to it. Um, Parzival Gaming, I think, is the uh, Twitter handle or the Discord handle for our buddy Pat, who came in at a 38.3, which you could find his score and review on the Discord. Um, and then the last one we had added in here just before we started recording. Uh, this comes from a fan named Elon. Um, I think he's down in Florida. Um, but he submitted a review on Discord at a 37.2. So we put the four scores together there, and it gives us a composite of a 37.03. Um, and I don't have that up right here, Matt. I don't know if you can check. How did that compare to our final score for that? Yeah, so our final score was a 39.4. Um, okay. So similar ballpark, and I'm kind of looking at the listener scores here. Uh, it looks like that is the second highest listener score by a hair. Okay. Um, the highest listener score we've had so far is Big Gay Al's Big Gay Boat Ride. Okay, um, and that was back in the day of just West scoring alone. Yep, yep that um, was, uh, we only had one <laughs> listener score, um, but okay. a, an important listener. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and I think what we're going to continue to see higher composite listener scores now that it's uh, typically not just West playing along. Um, I, yeah, I do want to Debbie Downer. <laughs> I do want to go off on on one more tangent here and, and talk a little bit about uh, our buddy Elon there, who's uh, reached out to us on Twitter and shared scores. And um, I, I consider Elon to be our first true fan because, like, we know we know Pat, we know Wes, we know Rufio. We knew them before the podcast. This is somebody who reached out to us on Twitter and said, "Hey, you know, I like the show." Um, appreciate what you guys are doing and asks questions about playing along and join the discord and stuff like that and it's like this is where we can see these things kind of you know starting to grow we're, we're reaching people we've never met before you know that have just kind of stumbled upon us and i think that's just the, the coolest thing yeah um that kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show it's just really cool because um i mean me and drew i mean we're obviously very similar people in certain ways and um, I think we both really enjoy meeting new people, um, and so that's been fun to get to know another person, um, and I, I look forward to being able to meet many more through this through this podcast and blog. Definitely, um, and I think that's the, the, the coolest thing to me is when it's somebody that you would never cross paths with otherwise, um, especially when we're all, you know, social distancing and staying at home and all that kind of stuff, but... Uh, yeah, Exactly. Uh, let's talk about the score change rule. Um, if you are new here, Matt and I decided we get four individual score changes per season. Um, at this point, we've gone through nine episodes. Matt has used one of his four. I've used two 
of my four. Matt, are there any score changes you would like to initiate today? Not yet. Not um, yet. Stay tuned next week, though. Um, <laughs> I feel like doing... you tease us with that every week. I, I do. Um, but we're starting to kind of kind of get towards the end of season one here. Um, we're kind of on the, the home stretch of season mm-hmm. one. Um, so I'm kind of uh, kind of getting to that point where I think I'm ready to, to make a call on, on at least one, if not two, um, that I've kind of been debating yeah. about. Um, so stay well, it's tuned funny, for that. It's funny you should say that because I'm going to use one. Um, oh? As, as you remember, the last time I used a score change... It, well, I don't even remember. It was a few episodes ago. Um, but it was one of those things where it stuck in my head. I, I told you, you know, I kept thinking about it over and over again, like between recordings of, of if I should change the score or not. And it kept sticking in my head. And when that happens, it's like, well, obviously I should because I can't stop thinking about it, right? Right, um, right. And we had, we had one of those cases again here. The more I thought about it, I, I came in too high on Stan. With the last episode, I gave him a 1.9. You came in at a 1.5. Rufio gave him a 0. 0.7, um, but he just hates Stan, I think. <laughs> but uh, I just, you know, it. he didn't have a strong presence. He did a lot of little things. And as one day we'll be able to get on a t-shirt, you know, Stan was Stan. And I, I, I came in too high on his score. So I've decided to move his score from a 1.9 and subtract half a point and give him a 1.4. Excuse me? Interesting. I yeah, I think it was I think it was time. I think it was necessary. Um I'm not sure what that will do with our overall scores here. It's probably going to be a very minor change overall. Yep. So I'm looking here. So that's going to take the the total composite um from where we had it at a 39.4. Uh, and make it a 39.15. Oh, wow. Um, that's still going to be good enough to hold the top spot. Um, but as we are quickly learning with this whole project, is that's going to make a difference in the long run. Um, yeah. Because we're starting to see how many episodes are ending up in clusters and, and close scores between each other. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of the long-term effect that even a, what is that, a, a, a point two five difference uh overall on the composite is going to have so we'll see it's going to be interesting yep um if you get a chance because i know you're a lot better at clicking things during the show yep you're already doing i was going to say go ahead and uh update that on the overall rankings i appreciate it um so yeah for those of you scoring at home that's going to drop my uh remaining score changes down to one for the rest of the season okay and like i said i figure if i'm thinking about it for you know multiple days afterwards it's probably time so (laughs) yeah if you're losing sleep over it i would think so well i don't know about losing sleep i don't (laughs) lose sleep over much i don't i sleep like a rock and i don't miss a meal so (laughs) take that for what it's worth right and we know each other uh neither of us sleep to begin with so (laughs) (laughs) That's why we'll probably be up till like one o'clock playing PlayStation tonight. But that's another story for another time. Right. Uh, let's get on to our episode preview for today's episode, um, episode one point two. Uh, excuse me, one point ten, uh, titled "Damien." 
I will go ahead and go over my blog preview here before we give you a chance to pause and play along at home. All right. All right, so Damien <coughs> aired February 4th, 1998. Like most episodes in Season 1, I remember very little specifically about the episode. I do remember the Damien character from South Park Rally, and he was underwhelming at best. I think this may be the episode where they use Jesus as a character more than a, a just a quick cameo. Uh, knowing that Damien is the son of Satan, I fully expect this episode to mock religion, among other things. Uh, yet, another successful episode from the South Park rating standpoint. Um, it was the highest rated episode, I believe, for that week of anything on cable. And this episode was originally supposed to be the Christmas episode, but Matt and Trey decided to use the Mr. Hankey episode instead. Um, also of note with this episode, Michael Buffer makes a guest appearance as himself. Matt, do you know who Michael Buffer is? Uh, that's going to be a hard no. Oh, I thought there was a chance you'd know who he is. Um, the the let's get ready to rumble guy. Oh yeah, you know? that 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 yeah. sounds much more familiar now. I figured if I said that, you'd actually <laughs> know who he was. But yeah, I was going to um, say that was Buffer sounded familiar, uh, <laughs> but I didn't recognize the full name. But when you said that, yeah, yeah, I do recognize it now. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was a little bit of a celebrity around that time. I mean, I guess he's still kind of a celebrity, assuming he's still alive. I'll check up on that later. I literally Googled him earlier today, so I should have noticed. But anyway, um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and make this our pause point. For those of you playing along, if you listen to this point, uh, go ahead and shut off the show, watch the episode, get out your DVDs, your HBO Live, I think is what they call it. Uh, it's a ripoff, probably. Um, <laughs> or find your, your legal stream or whatever you're doing to watch South Park um, and uh, go from there. So go ahead and pause, and we'll see you on the other side. That's it. I'm out of here. Okay, Matt. <clears throat> um, one thing I wanted to say here before we got started was that this episode was on Comedy Central this week. Oh, it was. I, yeah, I was just flipping through the channels at one point, and I'm like, oh, that's the one we're supposed to be watching. I think I should sit and watch it. Um, however, <laughs> I hadn't written my, my blog post yet, and I always try to do that before I expose myself to the episode at all, so I um, I didn't watch. But I thought it was kind of cool to see that, because a lot of times you just see the later seasons that are on Comedy Central. Um, but I always check anyway. So Yeah, that's interesting, because I... I uh... I usually turn Comedy Central on when I go to bed at night, um, yeah. just to have it play in the background. And uh, yeah, it's, it is usually more recent episodes because it's all episodes that I've I've never seen before. Sure. Um, so so that's interesting to actually know that they aired one from season yeah. one. Yeah, it was by far the earliest one I'd seen. I think I maybe saw a season two one time, but after that, everything's like season eight on. Um, <clears throat> so, all right, Matt, why don't you go ahead and get us started on the plot review? Okay, um, so this episode starts out uh, with a new kid getting introduced to the class, and his name is Damien. Um, he is uh, the kids quickly discover that there is something going on with him. Um, Damien proceeds to burn all the playground, uh, and he's always continuously saying things about his father is coming. Um, so the kids kind of get a little suspicious, and they go to Jesus and tell him this. Um, Jesus knows what they are talking about and goes to talk to Damien. 
Um, Damien then talks more about his father and ends up summoning him, and they schedule a fight. And it is essentially the fight between Jesus and Satan. Um, After the weigh-in, the entire town places their bets on Satan uh, because he's about three times Jesus' size and much stronger. Um, so the fight proceeds to happen and Satan ends up throwing the fight because he was the one person who bet on Jesus. Um, he takes all of his money and he returns home a much more wealthy man. Um, while all of this is going on, Cartman is having a birthday party. Um, earlier in the episode, he had told the kids what presents to buy him on his invitation. Um, so on the invitation, he literally told the, the other children what they needed to buy him at his birthday party in order to get cake from his mom um when kyle doesn't buy him the right present he (laughs) freaks out and makes everyone leave um so that's uh that's pretty much an overview of uh uh, the general things that happened in that episode do you have anything to add there drew um you you hit the high points um I, i know we'll get into it later uh but Damien at one point turns kenny into a duck billed platypus oh yes 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 which I thought it was absolutely hysterical. Um, <laughs> so a quick side note here. I realized shortly after this episode started, I've never even seen this one. Like at any point in the last 23 years, I've never seen this episode. I don't know how. I knew some of the characters. I kind of knew what was going on with it. I had never seen this episode in its entirety, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, there were there was a lot of good parts um, that... that I know we'll talk about, but uh, the the thing that I found to be most interesting was it was the the core of the episode is mocking religion and Jesus and Satan, the whole good versus evil type of battle thing like that. And I think now that you know, as a thirty three year old adult, I found it way funnier than I would have at then. Uh, you know, what a ten year old kid when when it first came out, um, and I it just made me think about how how important the timing of when you're exposed to something is as for how that's going to affect or how much humor you're going to find in it, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like watching SpongeBob as a kid, uh, versus when you're an <laughs> adult, like you just notice different things. Definitely. Definitely. And, and I think that's probably been like one of the biggest shocks as an adult is seeing all the animated stuff I watched as a child and seeing all the things that are hidden for adults in it. It's like, Oh, you know, I guess adults make these things, and so they keep an eye on that, too. <laughs> right, it's like, oh, you try to make this entertaining for me, so I don't want to blow my brains out while I watch this with my child. <laughs> for the 5,000th time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that was kind of a little bit about what I thought about it. What was your reaction to this episode? Um, it was okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that, and then we'll uh, as as we get more into this, I'll kind of dive a little bit more into why I think that. I kind of expected you to be on the end of like almost really happy or really joyed with this episode. So I, I'm interested Ooh. to see. Yeah, I thought this would be one that you would would really enjoy, but that uh, that tells me at this point we still haven't quite figured the other one out yet. So I'm looking forward to our discussion <laughs> we're going to have here. Exactly, because I kind of thought you would be on this side too, but uh, it doesn't sound like that. So this is going to be interesting. I tell you, the fact that I'd never seen this, it it made a lot of things funny that I probably wouldn't have thought was funny if I would have really? seen it the second time. Okay, yeah. a lot of a lot of little stuff. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it. So Matt, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the character scores? 
Yes, so we'll uh, we'll start off here with the usual Stan. Um, to me, Stan didn't have an extremely large role in this episode. Um, he did have uh, the speech that he gave to Jesus to get him back into the fight, um, and he did have his speech toward the end about how kids need security. Um, but again, that was, to me, I mean, that's just what we come to expect of Stan. And so it wasn't, it wasn't really an outstanding role to me. Um, but he, he obviously had those things. So I gave Stan a 1.6 here. So you're saying he wasn't outstanding? Sorry. Wow. The, the, the dad and me couldn't pass that one up. Um, <laughs> no, I think you're right. And that's the thing. I felt like Stan and Kyle had almost the same role throughout this whole episode. They The spotlight was never on them. They never had to carry the episode for any amount of time on their own. But they were they were solid. Um, they, they were mixed in throughout the episode as parts of conversations, whether they were making fun of Pip or giving Damien a hard time or whatever was going on, talking to Chef, you know, going to get Jesus. Stan and Kyle were together pretty much throughout the entire episode, and... Um, they didn't do anything to stand out, but they didn't hurt the episode either. Um, <clears throat> so originally when I was working on my scores, I thought, you know, it's just solid across the board. You know, 1.5 seems right. And then a couple things happened at the end of the episode that made me bump them up a little more. Um, I gave Stan a 1.9, and the biggest bump to that was his Nancy Kerrigan speech at the end. Um, yep. As, as always, I have to ask, do you know who Nancy Kerrigan is? No. <laughs> I love this. This is the greatest thing. Um, Nancy Kerrigan was an Olympic figure skater um, without knowing, you know, going too much in here in fear of getting my my information wrong. She was the one that was attacked by Tanya Harding um, and injured, and it was a big deal. And But anyway, the, the Who's that? point of... Yeah, that's exactly where I knew that was going to go. <laughs> uh, we'll, have, we'll have a research lesson later. Um, you know what? We need to do a spinoff podcast. <laughs> and we can call it explaining what Matt doesn't know, and that'll be a hit on its own. It'll just um, be me saying, thanks, Dad. <laughs> and me going, I can't believe you didn't know that. <laughs> it happened 13 years before you were born. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry, I let you guys down. What do you do with your free time? Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, the big speech that Stan gives to Jesus is, is, did Nancy Kerrigan quit? No. Did she, you know, she fought through it and won the gold and Kyle's in the corner like dude dude Nancy Kerrigan got second and then he's like oh Nancy Kerrigan sucks and I just it was hilarious <laughs> um, most people my age will probably enjoy that a lot more than you did but as I said <laughs> 1.9 for me okay um alright so I guess we'll move on to Kyle here and I'm kind of kind of where you were going with it to begin with and the fact that Stan and Kyle played very similar roles. Um, that said, I honestly don't know if either of them was in a scene without the other one. I think they I, were side by side the whole time. I really don't think so. I, I think they were side by side the entire episode. Um, that said, I think, I think, I don't know. Kyle played, I think a little bit less and I don't know if it was Stan's speeches. Um, that, that kind of made the differentiator there. Um, but really the, the one moment, like the only one moment that stuck out for me, uh, with Kyle, uh, was the fact that he bought Carmen ants in the pants instead of the, uh, Mega Man that he was yep, supposed to. That's, 
That's the exact um, same thing I have in my notes. So, uh, th- but that was really the the one thing that stood out for Kyle. Um, Stan did, like I said, he had those those two speeches, and then a, he had the one with Nancy Kerrigan. Um, <laughs> so I had <laughs> I had Kyle at a one point one here. Oh wow. Um, I. Like I said, I, I was at a 1.5 for both of them, and then I, I thought of the Nancy Kerrigan speech for Stan. And the ants in my pants thing, I felt like, carried a lot of value. You know, the, the fact that they had Kyle do that, because that just sent Cartman on this epic tirade um, that only fed into his score to make it even higher. Uh, but the whole ants in my pants thing is, is what I have here is the reason for um, giving Kyle a 1.9. And just to make sure we explained it, I think we did, but... Um, that what was it he wanted from Kyle was it the red Mega Man, and uh, instead of yes I think it was the it, red one instead of the red Mega Man Kyle got him a, a game of ants in my pants he's like dude it's a fun game and then Cartman just has the giant meltdown but, oh uh, yeah he just proceeded <laughs> to beat the shit out of him <laughs> yeah um, not not trying to criticize your scoring but as similar as they were I I would have a hard time having that kind of gap in the scoring there but. Kyle can be very underwhelming, so I understand that. Yeah, and I think that's that's what it was. It was, like you said, underwhelming. Um, but as I sit here and look at it, that's a, that's a strong potential for a score change there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I've still got three of them, um, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. R- right, right. All right. Uh, um, okay, so moving on here, uh, we'll go to Cartman. Um, again, I started my notes with the first sentence being, I love Cartman. Um, <laughs> just the fact that the entire episode, he is sitting there telling people what to get him for his birthday made me laugh literally every single time it got brought up. Um, and then his <laughs> constant belittling and badgering of Damien and Pip throughout the entire episode, um, just made it funny for me. Um, and Cartman just is clearly tending to have that effect on an episode-by-episode basis for me. Um, so I had Cartman at a 2.8 here. Yeah, I think that's pretty well-deserved. He was his usual self with uh, constant... He was ripping on Kenny for being poor. Because uh, he was like, Kenny, you can get me the yellow Mega Man because he's the cheapest one. He's only eight ninety-five, and so maybe your mom can put him on layaway and pay him off over the next year or two. Yep, which, which was just hilarious. But uh, you know that what was, layaway uh, is, right? Yes, I do. Okay, and, and that was uh, <laughs> that quote that you just said was actually the runner-up for my favorite quote. Oh, yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't have quoted stuff without without checking. No, no, you're me. good. Luckily, but, it was uh, my runner-up. But yeah, okay, that good. was uh, that was a <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh yeah, yep. That was that was a time I definitely uh, audibly laughed out loud. Um, but I came in at a 2.6. You know, we're, we're pretty close on that. It was um, a good quality Cartman episode yet again. Cute, thanks. Okay. Um, so next up, we have everybody's favorite little mute boy, Kenny. Um, <laughs> so Kenny's role and death um, were pretty subtle in this episode outside of the fact of him being turned into a... Um, duck-billed platypus. Um, What really made Kenny's role for me was his death, which I'll go into now. Um, So as I said, towards the beginning of the episode, uh, Kenny gets turned into a duck-billed platypus by Damien. Um, Then after the fight between Jesus and Satan, um, Uncle Ned sees him and says, he's coming right for us. 
<laughs> I hope everyone gets that reference from the Everybody should episode. know what that means, yes. If, right, if you've right. watched any of season one of South Park, you know what that means. Exactly. Um, so he says that and then shoots Kenny. Um, the rats then come and eat his body. Um, so, yes, he did get turned into duckbilled platypus, but what did it for me was honestly the Uncle Ned reference to the previous episode and then shooting him. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I found that hilarious. Um, and for that reason, I gave Kenny a score of a 1.8 here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought a duckbilled platypus was probably Kenny's finest form. Um, you could actually understand what he was saying because it was quack quack and it wasn't muffled at all. Uh, one thing very, I don't very know. Good point. I don't know if you caught this or not, but I had to go back and play it a couple times. Because um, the reason Damien turns Kenny into a duckbill platypus is because they're like, "Oh, hey!" Uh, they're like yelling across the lunchroom at Damien. Kenny said he saw your mom this morning and she's ugly. Or something along those lines, you know. <laughs> yep, and then yep. Kenny says something that's muffled, and it sounds like he's saying. Yeah, she looks like a fucking duck. I don't know if you caught that or not. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to watch that again. It's it sounded pretty clear to me, and then once I because I went back and listened, and once I heard that, I'm like, oh man, that's even even better. You know, turns him into a duck billed platypus. Um, I'll be interested to hear what you think on that. If you think that's what what he said or what they were intending there, but uh, anyway, <clears throat> I came in at a 1.5 for Kenny for the episode. Because really, outside of being a duckbilled platypus, he didn't have a lot of a role, but he was a very good duckbilled platypus. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, okay, so secondary characters. Um, my secondary character score was fairly high um, because the secondary characters did a lot in this episode. Um, you had Damien, you had Jesus, you had Satan. You had Mr. Garrison, you had Pip, Chef, uh, the counselor. Um, I don't know what others I'm missing, but they, like those, even those right there, um, carried like quite a bit in this episode. You also had Uncle Ned. Yeah. Um, and yep. like the bookie, um, all of those people. Um, I'm not sure if, if you said it, I missed it, but I don't think you've named my favorite character, my favorite secondary character yet from this episode. Did you say uh, Father Maxi? No, 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 no. I'm thinking of him, though. <laughs> I Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, they, they carried the episode quite a bit this time around, especially, obviously, Jesus and Satan. Uh, and then there was Damien, who is essentially the main character here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had secondary characters at a score of a 9.5 out of 10. I I think that's pretty, pretty good. Um, I came in with a 9.1. A lot of the same reasons you said... Uh, Jesus and Satan, you know, both secondary characters kind of there at the uh, the main point of the episode. Damien was a huge part of it. Obviously, it's named after him. Um, my favorite moment from the show involved two secondary characters. My favorite quote, the same thing. Uh, like I said, Father Maxie was probably my favorite secondary character in this episode. And the biggest reason was because the way they used him as a religious figure in South Park to kind of carry on the mocking outside of, you know, using Jesus for a purpose other than what we think of Jesus as, and and obviously the presence of, of Satan in the show. But <clears throat> there's several comments Father Maxie makes. Like, he's at the bar drinking beer when Jesus comes in and yells at them for uh, all betting on Satan. So here you've got this, this priest who's betting, who's drinking, 
um, who bet against Jesus in the fight against uh, uh, Satan. Yes. The, yes. They got a lot of run out of him. And he, he actually has my favorite quote, so I'm going to hold on to that till later. Um, but yeah, he was definitely my favorite character within this episode. Um, Sweet. I'm also going to propose something here because I just had an idea. Um, we can put it on the back burner and think about it later. Uh, what if we added to our scores an MVP for every show? Ooh, I like it. That's uh, that's got some, that's got some potential to it. You know, throw throw it into our uh, favorite moment, favorite quote, and say this this character was the MVP of this one for me. Right. We could even call right. it the MVC or whatever, you know. But just just a thought I had while we were going through that, because if there were an MVP for this episode, for me it would be Father Maxi. Okay. Interesting. Well, while we're sitting here, uh, I'm actually going to use a score change on the fly here. Ooh. Um, feeling guilty. I am, I, I am. I am going to change Kyle's score from a 1.1 to a 1.5. I like it. I like it. And, and especially since you gave the reasoning you did of saying that you thought Kyle did a little less than Stan, um, I think those scores kind of reflect that a little more accurately now. So. Yep. I would agree. I've been uh, sitting here thinking about it ever since I said this course, and I'm like, that was just that doesn't make sense for uh, for the reasoning I've put behind it. So, <laughs> I'm glad I could help you with that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All um, right, cool. Anything else we want to say about the characters? Oh, uh, secondary characters. I don't think you mentioned Don King. I did not. Do you know who Don King is? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, damn it! You're killing me. Um, Don King. It- <laughs> The fight promoter, um, guy with like he he's old now, so he's got like gray hair. I googled him earlier today. He's eighty nine. He's got like the hair that stands straight up. But he was at Satan's press conference, and they were like asking Satan all the questions, and he's he's like, now now we're focusing on all the bad stuff, all the violence and the death and all this stuff. Let's talk about the fight. Um, Don oh, King is a real yeah. person, and he does that with real boxers. Oh, okay, um, interesting. <laughs> um. I, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't know that either. I know you're into like the UFC and like boxing stuff like that too. I guess and I am. Well, so I'm more into like UFC than boxing. Um, but I Makes am going to have to to look up some of his press conferences now. Oh yeah, Don Don King's a legend for um, whatever it is he does. Being a promoter is the proper term. So hmm. what a, what a life. Right. Um, that'll be something we cover on the first episode of what Matt didn't know. <laughs> all right let's talk about the episode scores here um as always you know this is the point in the show where i say oh crap we haven't talked about what our scoring system means so if you're new here you have no idea what's going on um <clears throat> our episode scores um are factored into four different categories five different categories uh relevance which is a five point category irreverence which is a five point category laugh score also a five point category and we have our personal score, which is worth seven points. And then finally, the extra point of our scoring system, the SP factor, um, which is just one point as to, was this a, a South Park style episode? What's, does it fit under the South Park heading? And that's where we will discuss that. Uh, so first up here, we have relevance. Um, was this episode relevant? I think it carried more relevance than not. Um, you know, there, there was the whole idea of good versus evil, which was the underlying theme of the whole episode. Um, you got a heavy dose of bullying in schools, whether that be, I mean, you can look at it from multiple angles, 
with the boys and how they're treating the new kid or what the new kid's doing, kind of lashing out at his his new surroundings, that kind of thing. Um, and then obviously, you know, here, what I thought was funny was with the, the gambling, you know, oh, Satan and Jesus are going to fight. And like one of the first reactions from people is, oh, I've got to go down to the bookie, you know. Um, and, and so I, th- I think those were all things that made this episode fairly relevant, not the, necessarily the most relevant, but I came in with a 3.8. Okay. Uh, I feel like you kind of called me out there with the sports betting. That's not cool, man. <laughs> that means you have a guilty conscience. <laughs> uh, oh. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I need to start seeing a therapist or something. Um, uh, Mr. Okay. Mackey did a nice job of that. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, so uh, the, the more relevance that I saw here, um, or at least it stood out to me, was the whole Cartman birthday situation. Um, and kind of him being like the spoiled kid. Oh yeah. Um, so that's, that's more of the relevance I saw. Um, and then there was, and there was a lot of it. Right. There was, it was, I mean, it was literally him drawing out like this plan. He had like display boards and everything. Um, <laughs> it was quite intricate and, and then he doesn't get what he wants. So he throws a fit and just beats the shit out of Kyle. Yeah. Um, and then I also saw the relevance in the whole Jesus versus Satan situation um, and how that's obviously a large part of society um, and just religion as a whole is a large part of society. And mm-hmm. um, So with those things, um, I gave relevance a score of a 2.9. Yeah, that's a, a good catch on uh, the spoiled birthday stuff. I had not considered that, thought of that at all, but no, you nailed it. Um which makes me feel better about my score being a little higher than yours on that, because uh, that's an, an additional thing um, that I I hadn't considered. But yeah, that's a that's a good point because <laughs> you could you could say that about so many people. <clears throat> oh, now, yeah. even, even even adults I know. Oh, it's my birthday week. It's like you get one day. Knock it off with the week <laughs> shit. Right. You know? It's my birthday month. <laughs> Come on now. It's that's right? you don't need thirty days. No, no, God no. Uh, yeah, that's. That's a good point. I'm mad I missed that, but props to you for catching that. That's um, what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> uh, so irreverence. Um, I think the irreverence is pretty obvious here. Uh, they they picked out religion, specifically Christianity, and they came for it full force. You know, there was a lot of uh, other little things going on with it, like I said, uh, um, with <clears throat> Father Maxie, which I guess is part of the religion, but he was a... A big part of that. Um, I kind of just the the way they approach the whole fight aspect of you know Jesus versus Satan as like a boxing type match. I felt like that just kind of mocked that type of culture or those kind of setups anyway. With like you know the boxing oh, yeah. and the fighting and the big deals we make about those things. Um, but because religion is such a, a touchy thing for a lot of people, and like I said, you know before, here's a show that's ten episodes in and they're they're not holding any punches back, pun intended. Um, I just came in with a full-out five for a reference. Ooh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Is that the first five we've had on an episode score? Um, I don't think so. I think I dropped a full five on Big Gay Al's Big Gay Boat Ride. Oh, man. Wow. That's uh, impressive. Um, well, obviously, a reverence was the I did have same... A f- a five for the relevance on Big Gay House, Big you Gay did? Boat Ride. Okay, gotcha. Um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, ir- irreverence was the same for me. I mean, they're they're mocking religion. They're they're not holding anything back on it. Um, I guess I just didn't score it as high <laughs> as you did. Yeah. Um, but I did give it a three. Yeah. And I don't know, Matt, what kind of a background you grew up with or what your family was like religion-wise. Like, my family, my core family wasn't super religious, but I grew up with a bunch of friends whose parents were super religious. Like, our neighbors growing up would go to church three times a week. Like, wow, I, I'm very aware of religion-type things. And, like, things like this in South Park is especially why, like, none of my close friends growing up ever watched South Park because, oh, it's making fun of religion, you know, that's bad. Ah, um, uh, yeah. And and so those are the things that always stick out to me because that was like, oh, you know, here's this thing that I loved growing up and, like, my, my best friend from, like, second grade who I, I still talk to to this day probably has zero interest in South Park because it mocks religion, you know, among other things. But... That's that's kind of what I grew up around, and, and that's why I don't hold back going to the full five for things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. I mean, I, I did grow up in, in a very religious family, um, but at the same time, I kind of grew up with uh, kind of the understanding of just not being soft. Um, like, I can yeah. take a lot of things, and I can have a lot of things, even even like religion and whatnot, made fun of in certain ways and whatnot, and not be really offended. It takes quite a lot to, to really offend me. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, I, I guess, yeah, I did grow up in, in that kind of a setting, but I just, I don't really, like, I, I can see the fun in things and not be sure. like, oh my god. You're, like you're able, you're able to separate Right. things for what they are and rather not than you know be offended by everything exactly else, which exactly. is which is a rare quality in today's world but without getting too preachy i mean <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's it's a good quality to have that's probably why you and i get along as well as we do and why we have a, a podcast about south park <laughs> i wouldn't think so <laughs> <laughs> um all right, did uh, yeah, you dropped your score. You said you had a three. Um, laugh score, and this is just kind of generally how hard you laughed. You know, did you laugh a lot? Um, I came in with a four point four um, out of five on this. There was a lot of stuff I laughed at. Like I said, this was the first episode or first time I'd seen this episode. Um, Matt, can you tell me real quick who says your favorite quote? Um, it is. I don't want to know the quote. It is Cartman. Okay, good. Um, so, a couple things that made me laugh in this episode. I don't remember if it was Stan or Kyle. I didn't mark it down. Uh, but one of them said, if my mom cooked as well as Cartman's mom, I'd be a fat ass too. Which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Um, very brief part when they're going out uh, the first playground scene there with Damien. Uh, the recess monitor. They have this recess monitor and it's like this super old lady. And she blows the whistle. And it's like five minutes till recess is over, you little bastards. And like the just the stereotype they had for a recess monitor, just this like super old lady who's angry. It was like every recess monitor I ever had as a child. And yeah. it was it was so funny. I'm like, man, they nailed that. Um let's see. Uh Kenny being a duckbill platypus just made me laugh a lot. <laughs> it, and then um I guess the last thing there besides you know, Don King's appearance, which was was pretty funny, was when uh, Jesus is preparing for the fight and he asks the kids to help him train. 
Like, <laughs> of all people you could ask, you're Jesus. You have millions of believers at your disposal, and so you're going to go ask, uh, you know, three kids and a duck-billed platypus for help fighting. It was, it, it <laughs> right, just let's, was funny. Let's go ask the elementary kids to uh, help me run my boxing camp. Right, right. Uh, what kind of things made you laugh on this episode, Matt? Um, I think it was a lot of the things you listed. Um, obviously, like I said, Cartman made me laugh. Um, and that was, I mean, he is definitely the one that made me laugh the most. I mean, obviously, like, the whole thing with, uh, with how Damien's getting picked on, uh, and then he goes to see, uh, the counselor, Mr. Mackey, and then he's just like, oh, you have to be super nice, and then, um, it just kind of shows the clip of Pip being spit on. Um, and yeah. they're like, oh, I bet you I can hit his hair. And he's like, oh, a little bit higher. You almost had it. And it's just <laughs> like those little moments like that throughout this episode is what made me laugh the most. Um, so I think it was like it was like the little things here and there. And it wasn't like a big thing. But the little things here and there was, was decent enough for me. Um, so I gave the laugh score a 2.9 here. Okay. That's still over half. I still think that's pretty good. Um, and, you know, like you said, it wasn't – a uh, huge episode for you, or one that you were, you know, like one of your favorites. So it seems, seems to fit um, there. So, yep. uh, per- personal score is out of seven. Um, and, and like I've said, a lot of my personal scores are tied to nostalgia, since I'd never seen this episode before. I had very little nostalgia tied to it. Um, but I came in with a three point seven. Um, like it, there, there wasn't. A ton of oh yeah I remember that or yeah that was a a thing you know I, I talked about in the blog how Damien uh, was a character on South Park Rally and he was okay and and that kind of thing but nothing nothing that really truly um, was personally great and I don't think there's a lot of stuff from this episode that carries on down the line. Um, what about you, Matt? Okay, uh, interesting. We're actually a lot closer on this than I would uh, I had thought we were going to be. Um, but yeah, if you're basing it off nostalgia, I can see why it was a little bit lower for you. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not really low. I mean, you're still above half. Um, I'm right under half. I'm at a 3.4. Um, overall, the episode was decent, um, but it definitely wasn't spectacular, and it wasn't one that uh, that really had me on the floor laughing, or I really uh, thought was like the best episode I've watched yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was decent. Um, so I gave it a 3.4 for the personal score. Okay, um, that leads us to our South Park factor. Um, for me, this is an obvious yes that it uh, you know it gets the one extra point for. Does it have the uh, all the things that should make it a South Park episode? I mean, we we got to see Jesus and Satan in a boxing match. I don't think anything else needs to be said for that. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Yep, I gave the South Park factor as well. All right, so we have. Um, a total score here. Let's check it out. Hmm. So the first thing I notice looking at our scores here is that uh, our character scores are really close. You actually were just a little bit higher overall. You were at a 17.2. I was at a 17 uh, for a composite of a 17.1. And then episode score, I came in a lot higher. I was at a 17.9, and you were overall at a 13.2. Do you want to talk a little bit about the composite here the total yep so the composite here is going to end up at a 32.65 um which is going to be 
third to last currently. Um, it is only going to be above an elephant makes love to a pig and uh, weight gain 4,000. Okay. Um, that puts it, what, eighth overall? Eight, eighth, yep. Okay, yeah. I was confused by your numbering there, but I think that's the right place for it, honestly. Looking at where everything falls, um, you know, it's sandwiched between Starve and Marvin and an elephant makes love to a pig. I feel like an elephant makes love to a pig, you know, it was one of the weaker episodes we've seen so far. I'm not saying it was bad. Uh, it's just not on the same level. And, and uh, Starve and Marvin was definitely superior to that. And I don't, I don't really see anything above it that I would say is a worse episode. So, um, yeah, I think, I, I think we got uh, this one, right? What do you think? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think it's, it's pretty much right where it belongs. Um, Obviously, I was very low on weight gain 4,000 and a little bit lower on an elephant makes love to a pig. So, I mean, I, I mean, looking at my personal scores, this is pretty much right where I thought it would belong. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, for once I'm not just sitting there totally mystified at where something ended up. So it's a- <laughs> Yeah, so... The interesting thing now is obviously this is episode ten, so we now have our first top ten. Yeah, that's um, crazy. So it's kind of shaping up here. Um, obviously, we have last episode Mister Hanky the Christmas Pooh at the top um, with a composite of thirty nine point one five, um, which I still think is going to be interesting to see if uh, see what beats that, um, or if it gets beat. I guess who knows. So. We'll see. Yeah. Um, as always, I've gotten uh, ahead of myself, and I forgot to go over our favorite quotes and favorite moments. Once I get the numbers there, I just get so excited. Oh, I know, me too. I totally <laughs> forgot about it. Um, especially now that we have a top ten, you know, we're big time, so we got to analyze that. <laughs> but uh, um, what do we usually start with here? Let's start with our favorite moment. What was your favorite moment, Matt? Yes. So I mentioned it a few times already. Um, but my favorite part was when Cartman opens the Ants in the Pants game and just starts beating the literal shit out of Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably the biggest Cartman meltdown we've seen to this point. It um, was. And I remember reading something in my show prep that said a lot of the things that happen with Cartman in this episode kind of paved the path for a lot of Cartman personality things we see later on. Um, so if that's a little sneak peek for you to tell you what we might uh, we might have coming up here. Interesting. Um, I think the thing that did it for me is how he's like, oh, and Kyle got me the red mat. Ants in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he like says it as he's opening it, and then he realizes it, and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it you, was, see, uh, you see everything melt down from that oh, point. Yeah. It goes um, zero to 100 real quick. Yes. <laughs> Uh, my favorite moment was when uh, Mr. Mackey was counseling Damien. Um, and, and I was just thinking about in the last episode, my, my favorite quote was a Mr. Mackey quote. Um, but Damien goes into the counselor's office, and I had the quote written down, and for the life of me, I can't find it now, um, of what the dialogue was between the two. Uh, but it was something along the lines of Mr. Mackey saying, well, why do you think everybody hates you? And Damien's like, because I'm the son of the devil. And he goes, okay, good. What else? <laughs> he's yeah, like, because I want to hurt and kill people or something like that. And he's like, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
yeah, that was uh, that was pretty hysterical. Yeah, always Mr. Mackey is always good for a couple laughs. Yeah, he is. All right, and you said Cartman had your favorite quote in this episode. What was that? He did. So it was towards the beginning of the episode, uh, and Pip asks where his invitation to the birthday party is. Um, and Cartman's thinking about it, and he goes, Oh, I remember. I shoved it up my ass. Yeah, that's right. I wrote it out, put it in an envelope, sealed it, and then bloop, shoved it right up my ass, forever ruining any chance you had of coming to my birthday party. Sorry, Pip, old chap. <laughs> and that's the thing that seals it there, is at the end where he says, Sorry, Pip, old chap. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, it was, uh, I, I heard that. And then uh, I was like, yep, that's the favorite quote. I don't need to watch anything else. Right. S- side note is I don't even try to pick a Cartman quote unless I don't have another choice because I know you're probably going to have a Cartman quote, so it works out. <laughs> yes. uh, my favorite quote was a Father Maxi quote. It was toward the uh, beginning of the episode when Satan's first coming down when they're out on the playground and like all the townspeople gather around when Satan's coming down and uh, Jesus is standing there in the the playground, and and you know everybody's like freaking out because they can hear Satan and he's coming down. And and Father Maxie points at Jesus and goes, "Look, it's that guy from the Public Access Show." It's like, <laughs> nice. Of all the people you could have deliver that line, that is the perfect one to have it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, it's always the little things, the subtle things like that that get me. And I. I watched the episode twice, and I probably laughed harder the second time when I knew that was coming. So, <laughs> Yeah, that was a good moment. Yep. Anything else we want to add here? We've gone over our composite and everything where it fits. We've discussed our favorites. I don't think so. I think that's everything. Okay. For now. Um, for now. I know we talked a little bit about it uh, before we started recording, and we should have our merch store up and running hopefully by the next episode or yes our main goal is to have it at least by the end of season one yes if not by next episode season one at the very latest because who wouldn't love to drink coffee out of a mug with our logo on it or i know i would who who wouldn't love to wear a shirt that says stan was stan i yeah and i think that would be our biggest seller if uh you know because I think Wes would probably buy 12 of them and uh, hand them out <laughs> to, to both of his friends. I don't know if Wes doesn't have friends. I'm sorry, Wes, that was mean. <laughs> um, wow, you jerk. Yeah, yeah, that was below the belt. Sorry, Wes. Mm. Wes um, is going to stop listening now. Way to go. Nah, Wes is too nice. Um, anyway, uh, as always, I want to thank everybody for taking some time to listen. Uh, we're coming in just at an hour again. A little bit longer than we thought, but I think we're kind of figuring out how the flow of this works and and what we like to say and what we need to say. And uh, We've built a little bit of a community here, so we like to spend some time talking about that, too. Um, As always, you can check out our blog at www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. It's starting to pick up a little more traffic, probably the most it's had in uh, its existence the other day, so that was kind of cool. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the SOSP, where you can uh, talk to us about the show or share your episode scores if you want your episode score mentioned on uh, the next show. Um, and you can join our Discord as well, which uh, I believe Matt is going to be um, sending out a tweet with our Discord link on it uh, to reach people maybe that way too. Yes, I did. That uh, that link to our Discord is out on our Twitter. 
Um, and if you, for some reason, have a hard time finding it, uh, feel free to send us a message, and we would be glad to help you out with getting in there. Definitely. Um, Matt, anything else you want to say before we sign off? That is all, partner. All right. Thanks again to our 37 listeners. Um, and uh, we'll probably see you here again in a week or two with uh, another episode. As always, thanks to our editor, Matt Caruso, for the drops and uh, making us sound uh, slightly better than we already do. And we always want to give a shout out to our uh, uh, person who wrote our theme song, Alexander Nakarada. Um, I think it fits uh, what we're doing here well. So uh, until next time, be safe, be healthy, be a good person. And we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, you guys. I'm a gang. <laughs>